Good evening. So I'm going to start before the message with just a couple of quick announcements for the teens in regards to youth. Uh, as you've heard from Sunday morning's live streams or from emails that your parents have gotten or that you've gotten, I don't know, uh, we are starting a Lent series with small groups and different things like that. And so the teen one is going to be Tuesday at 7.30, and I'll send out links and everything to that, and that's going to lead into the next six weeks. And then on April 11th, uh, we will restart youth group in person, still mass required, and that'll be at 5.15. So we're going to start with the message, this time won't change, and then we'll have uh, until 7 o'clock game time, small group time, whatever else. So just, I will send you more on that as we go, but I wanted to start with those two announcements. Um, and so now I'm going to start with this message, and we're still in the What is Love series, and this is week three. So, so far we have talked about different things that, that go into love, different things that matter in terms of love. Uh, we started with respect and, and the fact that everybody seeks this, everybody wants this, not everybody deserves it, and yet for us as Christians, we are supposed to live in such a way that we show this. Uh, now that does not mean that you necessarily respect someone that doesn't deserve it. It doesn't mean that you necessarily uh, agree with them or go along with them or that, that you don't even, let's see, how do I say this? Or it also means that you may still fight against what they're for or uh, something along those lines. You may turn them in. You made all of these different things. But the point is, the way you do that is still in a respectful way. The way you do that is still showing love, still showing who you are, because that's what matters, who you are. And last week, we talked about that and how so much in our society is based on looks, even when we don't admit it. Uh, the way that we look for dates, obviously, but also the way we treat other people could be based on how they look, how we look, and we can treat ourselves poorly based on what we think of that. And I talked about how I feel about myself and all of these different things. And we talked about the latter, and we talked about having a list. All of these things matter. Uh, obviously, last week was very relationship heavy, but it also works with everything else. Like if you want to have a best friend, you should have a list of what goes into that. It should be someone that you respect. It should be someone that you can trust, which is what we're talking about this week. And so that is what we're getting into. Uh, I, I, this week's title is Trust Space Worthy. Now, I realize that it's one word, and so you don't need the space, but it's because I want to talk about being worthy of trust and what that means. Uh, and I could have used a hyphen and made it a little bit better, but hey, I've got English degrees that say I can do whatever I want. So I want to start with 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. So I, I brought this scripture forth even though it's about love. Now, obviously, this is one of the most common uh, uses in the Bible of, of explaining love for people. So you'll hear this at weddings. You'll hear this sometimes at funerals. You'll hear this on Valentine's Day. Like, you'll hear this at different points. Which is one of the reasons I didn't use it last week, because I wanted to use it in a different way. But also, trust is tied to love in different ways. Now, to begin with, just because you love someone, and we're called to love everyone, uh, doesn't mean that you necessarily trust them. Because trust is something that's earned, like respect, but even more so by, by action, by the way that you're treated. Uh, you can trust someone, and then maybe they talk behind your back, or maybe they take a secret that you told them, and, and you know they share it with other people, and they laugh at you, or whatever else, and then you learn, well, you can't trust them, but you still love them. 
And, you know, in families, things like that, it can be tricky and it can be tough because there are certain things that you will share that, that need to be covered. They need to be talked about. They need to be in the open and then vice versa. But there are some parts of the scripture that, that really talk about what trust is. So it says love is patient and kind. That is from trust. Love is patient and kind. God loves you patiently and he loves you kindly. The way we are to love other people, regardless of whether it's friendship or relationship or family, is we love them with patience and with kindness. That does not mean that you never get impatient because you're a human. It does not mean that you're always kind. It means you always try to be kind. But, you know, you're not perfect. Uh, but this comes with trust. You trust that people are there. That's how you know to be patient. Uh, your parents... They, they trust you, unless you've done something to lose that, but you can still earn that back because they love you, and they love you completely, and they love you more than they love anyone else. And, and so earning that trust goes along with you being patient and kind. And it's such a tough thing because it's very easy to be impatient. It's very easy to be unkind. It's very easy to have a bad day. It's very easy to want something right now. Uh, I was just talking to Matt earlier because something happened beforehand and it's something that I can fix pretty easily, but I can't fix it until I'm done here. And so I'm fighting with this impatience of, okay, I need to do this right now, but I can't. And so things like that go into relationships, they go into friendships, they go into family relationships where it's like, well, I want this done right now. And I told them to, I, I told them to, that I would take care of this and they don't trust me. Well, no, maybe they just got impatient. But my point is trust goes into that. Let's go into the dating relationship for a second. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and let's say that it's, it's more than a week, it's been long enough that, that you've said you love each other, or you've gone on enough dates to where you really know each other, maybe you were friends before, whatever. And that is where trust should really happen. Now, if for whatever reason you can't trust the other person because of something they've done, because of something they've said, because of uh, something that they're doing right now, then you have to look at that and be like, wait, wait, wait. So how can I be in a relationship with somebody that I don't trust? Now, as you get older and as you get in different relationships, it's like, well, do I, I continue this or they broke my trust? What do I do? And it's such a tough thing. And that's where patience and kindness comes in because you're patient with the other person. But once your trust is broken, it's broken. Now, forgiveness is something as Christians we must always do. But that doesn't mean that you forget. That's the big thing that we screw up with a lot in the world is we think that forgive and forget go along with each other. That if you've forgiven me, then you have to forget everything I've done to you. And so everything else is back and the trust is back and blah, 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 blah. That's not how it works. Now, patience and kindness, they go into this and forgiveness goes into this. But if someone has broken your trust, it's going to take a while to earn back. And it's up to you whether you let them. Now, again, if you've forgiven them, that's good. But that does not mean that you become close to them again. It does not mean that you trust them again. Because sometimes things like that just are hurt for you. They're hurt feelings. And, and there's so much there. Uh, it goes on to say boastful and proud and rude and all of these things. But it says it doesn't demand its own way. It's not irritable. Uh, I would imagine, and you know, I don't know because I don't know everybody that's watching this. But I would imagine that, that everyone who is watching this who has parents that are married... Uh, you hear them fight from time to time. Now, you know, because people do that. And I'm sure you've fought with your parents from time to time. Uh, and I'm talking arguments, little things, big things, whatever. Because when you live with someone 24-7, or you're there all the time, you see them at their best, you see them at the worst, you're going to argue. It happens. doesn't mean that you don't love them anymore. doesn't even mean you don't trust them anymore. But it's something that happens. But what I would imagine you'll see 
is that they talk it through. And we'll talk about communication next week. With your friend, your best friend, you talk it through. Maybe you go a couple weeks without talking. Uh, but you talk it through. And this is all part of trust. You trust that things will work out. Maybe you've just had a bad day or they've had a bad day. Or it was some argument over something stupid or something political or something that, that can be easily fixed. But you've worked through it. You trust that you'll go through it. You don't demand your own way. You don't demand everybody to be like you. You trust that they will do their best. You trust that they will love you back. You trust all of these things. Now, before I continue, if someone has broken your trust, it's bad. You know, especially if it's something that mattered so much to you. Like you told someone something, not something that, that would have led to self-harm or something that, that needs to be talked about. But just you shared something that really was important. Maybe somebody that you like. Maybe something from your past. Maybe something that's just really emotional and raw. And then they've gone and they've spread it around or they've made fun of you or whatever and they've broken your trust. Again, working on that, that's on them to earn it back. But that does not mean that you then can just throw your trust away. And by that I mean, even when someone isn't worthy of your trust, we still have to live in such a way that we are worthy of their trust. So just because somebody else breaks your trust doesn't mean that they can no longer trust you. Now, obviously, the relationship changes and maybe the friendship doesn't exist anymore or uh, you don't talk anymore, whatever. But I'm saying two wrongs don't make right. If somebody breaks your trust and they spread rumors or they do something bad, you don't then go, well, you know what? They did this. Now I'm going to do this because not, not even to spare the feelings of that person, but because everybody else is like, wow. You know what? They got hurt and that, that sucks and that's awful. And, and man, their trust was broken. I can't believe it. But they went real quick at getting revenge. You see, trust is something earned, like I said. But it's also something important. And it's important for us to live in such a way that we're worthy of other people's trust. Now, whether they trust us or not, that's on them. But we live in such a way that there's no reason for them not to. Again, it's a choice and it's a choice who you trust. But there's no reason for them not to trust us. Trust means uh, it's a confidence in the integrity or the honesty of a person or a thing. So you can trust things, yeah. You can trust that the TV is going to turn on. Most people, not everybody, most people don't understand all the electronic workings of a light switch to the light. Some people do. And so you just trust that if you flip that switch, the light comes on. Now, you can get into faith and you get into what that means. But, you know, most of the time we trust these things. Now, if a light switch flips and it doesn't go on, you're not like, oh, you broke my trust. I hate you so much. I'm never going to use light again, obviously. But you look for what the problem is. You look for why. Now, in your family relationships and your close friends, if there is some kind of breakage of trust on either side, maybe you didn't do something you said you would. Maybe they didn't do something they said they would. Whatever, something that, that where trust is broken. And, you know, you flip the switch and it's gone. If this is a relationship, like a family relationship, like a close friend, where you've been through thick and thin, where you've done so much, you have to work at that. And again, it's a choice. But it's important to keep those relationships and to work at them and to build that trust back. Uh, on sitcoms a lot, they'll have like the kids sneak out or they do something and the parents are all mad and they're like, I don't, you've lost my trust. And you know, the next episode it's forgotten, but in real life, parents may say that. They may feel that way. Again, that does not mean that they don't love you anymore. It doesn't mean they're going to change the locks and be like, you're out, hopefully. But it means that you have to earn that back. Now, you can take a couple hours or a couple minutes and be upset and be like, this isn't fair. Life's not fair. It's not. But you look at yourself and be like, okay, did I do anything wrong? 
Why didn't the light go on? Why didn't the trust go on? Was this on me? Should I talk more about this? Should I think more about this? What can I change? These are all important things. Now, when it gets into other people, whether it's friends or acquaintances, teachers, whatever else, where you've put trust in them and they failed you in some way. How you handle that is up to you. Whether you, again, let them come back in is up to you. But forgiving, again, does not mean forgetting. Once your trust is broken, they should have to earn that back somewhat. Now, I'm not saying in a mean way. I'm not saying that you put them through hoops. I'm not saying that you make them go do all of these different things because you're, again, supposed to be patient and kind, not demand your own way. And maybe it's a trust that can never be restored. But a lot of times, I've seen this in relationships. Uh, I've told this story before. It's from a long, long, long time ago, uh, before I was even a youth pastor, actually. And it involved tennis. And there was this girl who was really smart and got really good grades and, and was just the type that you saw going really far in life. And, and you know, she had a little bit of everything. Like She was smart and athletic and, and, and kind of popular, but not too much so, but, you know, not too less so, whatever. And so she was right there. And she had this boyfriend who most people were like, yeah, he's not a great guy. He does drugs and he sells them and he does a lot of bad stuff. But, you know, he had the right name, the right last name. And he was attractive, like Ryan Gosling in The Notebook, I guess. And so, you know, they started going out. And, you know, things happened, I guess. I don't know the relationship fully. I know this part that I'm going to tell. Uh, one of her best friends drove her. He was out for the weekend. He was out of town for whatever reason, however, wherever high schoolers go, I guess, with family. And one of her friends drove her to, to a house, just a random house, and she's like, hey, call your boyfriend. And, you know, she called, and he answered, and uh, he walks out of the house that they're in front of, and it's a girl's house, and he's got his shirt off, and he's on the phone. She sees that he's cheating on her. Pretty clear. Uh, and so, you know, they get in a fight right there. Then she gets mad at her friend for showing her this. And, you know, we do that sometimes. We get mad at the messenger because we don't want to admit things. We don't want to admit that we made a mistake. We blame ourselves. We blame other people. A lot of times we blame everybody but the person that actually breaks the trust. And so I don't know what their relationship was like before, but, you know, they get in this big fight and break up and all this stuff. But then within a couple weeks, they're back together again. Now, you could say, wow, she really trusts him. She really let him earn back the trust, but she didn't. You know, she just, she really liked him. She thought she loved him. And so they'd done whatever together. They'd climbed the ladder. They'd done these things that they shouldn't have yet. And so she felt attached to him. And so she didn't make him work to build back the trust. She's like, okay. And he probably manipulated her a little bit and was like, hey, you know, trust me. Come on, I've changed. It's been two days. And, you know, that went off and on for the rest of high school, pretty much. They're, I don't think they're together now. I don't know. The point there is, there are going to be people who break your trust and it hurts them. They're like, I, I, I had to, or it wasn't my fault, or I didn't mean to, I, I, it was an accident. And maybe they're telling the truth. Again, you have to determine that. And you base it on your relationship before, you base it on all of these other things. But there will be people who consistently break it. And often it happens in a dating way, but sometimes it's just friendships, sometimes it's acquaintances. They consistently break it. And then they put the effort on you. Instead of saying, well, I'm going to earn it back, they're like, you need to trust me. You need to do this. Now, when somebody blames you for something they've done, that's a pretty good sign that they're not taking things seriously. And so again, when your trust is broken, 
You want to be forgiving and you want to be loving and you want them to earn it back and you don't want to you know, be like a jerk about it and force everybody to be exactly like you want them but you still, there has to be effort there. There has to be work there. There has to be proof there because you have to build that confidence back. And this girl, her life took such a, a bad turn from where it could have gone because she didn't care about the trust. She just cared about the love. But without that trust, you know, it wasn't even really love. One more scripture. And this is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, this is one of my favorites. It's from Old School Caravan. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So trust in the Lord with all your heart. I've said this before in terms of identity. I've said this before in terms of love. I've said this before in terms of just completeness. The relationship you have with God needs to be at the center of everything. It doesn't mean that you can't be an athlete. It doesn't mean you can't date. It doesn't mean you can't do well in school. It doesn't mean that you can't be in band. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. It means that that's at the center because that's the only one that will never disappoint you. It's the only one that will never go away from you. You see, if you trust God... It's never going to be broken. Now, with families, with parents, accidental things happen, arguments happen, and you know, people get hurt because you're in the same family, you're in the same life, you have all of these good and bad. And the love still exists, and it grows back, and it's, it's good, but, but with God, there's not even that disappointment. Now, I'm not saying don't love your parents, I'm not saying don't love your friends, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that love for God is the center. And if you trust Him, He's not going to break that. It's good. Now, one of the things that we as people, as humans, uh, do a lot mistakenly is we think that if we pray for something, if we trust in God, that we don't have to do anything. It's like, I've told this story before. Uh, I don't know if you know who He-Man is, but it's an old school toy thing. I think there's a cartoon about it now, maybe She-Ra. And so he had this villain named Hordok, and it was this new cool toy. And, you know, I had all the other He-Man toys because I was a super cool little kid. And I think I even had Skeletor pajamas. I wish I still did. But I remember so clearly, so clearly, praying that, that I would just have a Hordak toy appear, that one of my other toys that I didn't need would turn into a Hordak toy. And I was very young. This wasn't like last week, I promise. And I prayed. And that was it. Now, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, well, that obviously wasn't going to happen. God's not a genie. As a kid, I would have had to ask somebody for it. I would have had to earn money, which is tough for five-year-olds. I would have had to do this. I would have had to do that. Whatever. Trade somebody else. But as the kid, my understanding was, well, if you ask God for something, it'll happen. And, you know, it's good to have that faith. But we still have to do our part. You see, now uh, I ask God for different things. I ask him for help with finances, for help with bills, for, for help with the future, just for help with my ministry. Ask him for help for other people, all of these different things, for personal things. But I can't, like a little kid, just wake up and be like, oh, it's done. You have to work at it. Now, if you trust God completely, then you still act. And so you ask God, hey, I want this to happen in my life. I want this grade to improve, or I want this uh, relationship to improve, or I really want to find myself. I really want to find who I am. God, please help me. Then you can't just sit there and be like, okay, I'm going to wait till God does this for me. I've told this story before, I think, uh, probably. I've said everything before at some point, probably. 
Uh, so this is from a joke, but I like the story, and so I've kind of taken the humor out of it, like I do most things. And so there's this guy on a roof, and there's a flood everywhere. And he's there, and you know, he's praying. He's like, God, please help me. Help me get out of here. Help me find safety. Help me not to die on this roof. You know, as he's doing that, a boat starts sailing by and it's somebody that's out looking for people and, and, and people that weren't able to get away in the first wave or whatever. And the guy's like, hey, hey, come on, there's room for one more. Get on the boat. And he's like, no, I got it. And, you know, the guy on the boat's like, dude, nobody else is behind me. You've got to get on. Come on. And, and the guy's like, hey, I got this under control. And, you know, the person sitting on the boat, he has other people to worry about and he can't just stay there all day and convince this person. And so he's like, man. I hope you know what you're doing. So he sails on. And that guy keeps praying. He's like, hey, please, God, deliver me from this. Deliver me from this situation. And then, you know, a couple minutes pass and a helicopter goes over and it's got like that big spotlight and a bullhorn. And the person flying it or sitting in the helicopter next to the pilot is like, hey, hey, come on, we've got room for you. We got to go. There's more flood coming. It's going to be bad. It's going to, that, that roof isn't going to stay. You're going to die. And the guy's like, I've got this. And they're like, come on, we can't land, but we can put a ladder down. You have to do this. Listen to us. Trust us. This is our job. This is what we do. And the guy's like, no, I've got this under control. And so, you know, they try a little bit harder, but again, they have to get on. They have to take care of people and keep themselves safe. And so they go on. And this guy keeps praying and he ends up dying. And he's in heaven. And he's like, God, I prayed for deliverance. I trusted that you would deliver me. I trusted that you would give me a way forward. I trusted that you would help me and you didn't. And God's like, hey, I sent a boat and I sent a helicopter. Like there were people in your path to help you. But you wouldn't get on. You wouldn't do it. This is on you. And that's how we treat our lives. That's how we treat our relationships sometimes. Why won't anybody trust me? Every time they do, you hurt them. Why can't I find anybody who, who really loves me? That's a hard one. But how do you treat other people? Now, again, if somebody treats you poorly, that's not on you. That's not anything you're doing. If somebody breaks your trust, that's not on you. That's not on anything you're doing. But when it comes to God, when it comes to how we treat other people, we can't just say, well, I'll wait till it gets better. We have to work at it getting better. You say, I trust God, and then you move forward. You work. You try. You do your best. You say, God, I want to be a better person. You wake up and you do your best to be a better person. You learn how. You try. You treat people better. You trust Him, and He will direct you. He will show you the right path to take. He won't pick you up and put you on the right path. He won't move you that way. He won't fix your relationships. You have to do the work. He'll help you. He'll be there. And if you seek His will, not your friend's will, not other people's will, not your own will, you seek His will in everything that you do, He'll show you what to do, how to do it. He'll help you along the way. And this goes with trust of Him, but it goes with trust for other people. Because it's really hard to figure out if you can trust someone, especially if it's somebody you just met, especially if it's somebody in a new relationship, whether it's friendship, date, whatever. It's really hard to figure that out. And so with sometimes it's trial and error. With some it's asking other people, but it's always God. Does this match up with your will for me? Does, does this person, does this relationship, does this thing that's happening, does this fit with, should I trust this? 
What am I doing? Am I breaking my own trust? Am I putting myself in a bad position? Please help me to know what to do. And he'll help you. And maybe that help will come from something your parents say. Maybe it'll come from a service. Maybe it'll come from a sermon. Maybe it'll come from something that the other person does to prove one way or the other. It's not going to be God picking you up and saying, hey, this is exactly what your life's going to look like for the next 73 years. It's him putting you in the path and you doing the work of looking forward, moving forward. And this is how relationships work. We all want to have healthy, strong relationships. Some of them just aren't. Some people will not work at it and they're going to hurt you. All of those different branches of them. And that sucks. It's not on you. You learn from that. And you move forward. And if some can be salvaged, you work to salvage them. But as far as your part, you do your best to be worthy of their trust, of other people's trust. To be worthy of the type of person that people would want to be around doesn't mean you change yourself. It doesn't mean you have the same hobbies as them. It doesn't mean you act like... I'm saying you do your best to be a good person. You do your best to be like Jesus. You do your best to help other people, to love other people. You put that aura of trust out. And if somebody does hurt you, if somebody has broken your trust, if somebody has just destroyed you, talk to somebody that you love about it. Talk to your parents. Talk to me. Talk to Pastor Tim or Julie. Talk to somebody that you can trust. And talk about it. And we're going to talk about communication next week. And the last thing I'm going to say about trust. There are times where you have such a tough decision to make. Because maybe somebody comes to you and they're like, hey, I'm considering suicide. Or hey, I'm considering running away from home. Or hey, you know, I'm thinking about going out and getting drunk or getting started on drugs. I don't know if people say it like that. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm their friend. And, and if I, I tell somebody about this, they're going to be mad at me. It's better for them to be mad at you than to be dead. And it hurts and it sucks. And sometimes you're going to have these decisions to make. I hope not often. But I have. I've had friends come to me and say something. Or tell me something. Ask me something. And I know that they need help in some way. They need somebody they care about to know. And it's a hard decision. But it's always better for that person to to be alive and maybe a little angry at you. And so there are times, my point there is there are times where it's okay to break someone's trust because by breaking their trust, if it means helping their life, saving their life, I'm not saying something that you've decided. I'm not saying something that you've decided should be. I'm saying something legit like suicide, drugs, alcohol, abuse, things like that. Things that are definitely bad that they definitely need help with. It's okay then to talk to someone. To go to someone, to, to seek help on that. And you figure it out together, an adult. You figure it out together. Somebody with some authority, your parents, somebody. You talk to them, and it's going to feel like you're breaking their trust. And they may even say, I can't trust you anymore. But as they get the help that they need, or as you get the help that you need, you'll see it in a different way, and you're like, man, no, thank you. Maybe they won't say literally thank you, but you'll move past it. Because everyone needs help. And when that is the case, when it's legit help, life-changing help, that's the time it's okay. And I know that you're like, well, how do I know? How do I know? You just have to trust God. You have to trust Him that your judgment is sound. You have to trust Him that, that you're feeling the right thing there. And then you go forward. 
You're not going to have perfect judgment. I wish that we all did. But you do your best. And if your heart is in the right place, if you're being patient and kind and not looking out for your own way, but looking out for others, you're going to do okay. This is such a tough thing. Because out of all of the things I'm talking about, trust is probably the most fragile. But it is also one of the most important. So do your best to live a trustworthy life. And to allow those who are worthy of your trust to have that trust. But to love yourself, to care about yourself enough to know when someone is taking advantage. And also to know when you need to seek help for them, for you, for others. It's tough. But if you trust God with all your heart, and you seek Him, He will help you know the right path to take. That's all I got.